0: hello everybody and welcome to today's episode i'm so excited to be here with megs bacilli all the way from australia um it's in the future over there it's tomorrow so (laughs) she's giving me the scoop on what's going on a day from now um (laughs) i'd love megs for you to just kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about what you do
1: Okay, yes. So hi, I'm Megs Basili. I am very intuitive. I do specialize in intuitive business coaching. But whatever my clients need at that moment is what I provide. So you know, if they're struggling with their relationships, then I can help them with that. If they're struggling with mindset, well, most business stuff is mindset based. But Um, yeah, I can help them with healing, um, you know, timeline therapy, uh, you name it. I can basically do it, um, cards, you know, tapping into your body and what your body needs, like, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've been doing it for four years, which has gone very fast. I was there like the other morning and I was like, holy crap, man, I've been doing this for four years. Um, During that time and before that time, I owned a hairdressing salon and I was doing uh, work with my clients that were deeper than just hair. So I was doing Reiki on them when they needed it and really tapping into what they needed from me at any one time. And, The conversations just were really, really deep. And then when my back started hurting too much and I had to stop doing it, this
0: was my main business. And it's been like that. Amazing. Yeah. What was the transition like from doing hair and kind of giving your energy and your coaching as a part of that to like, I mean, did you have to find a completely new clientele? or was there some overlap? What was the transition like for you? Uh,
1: So I did start the online coaching probably, yeah, three years before I purely, like before I gave up hairdressing Mm -hmm. Um, and I was doing both. So I was coaching my hair clients as well as coaching um, online, but I found that the online stuff, I have a lot of clients that are overseas. Yeah, And so I found like, that's one of the things that really inspired me was because with hairdressing, you can only help the person that's in your chair. And you're very limited to localized people because, you know, they've got to travel to see you. Whereas when you're doing online, it's like, I've got clients all around America and, you know, one in the UK. And I do have some in Australia, but they're in Queensland and like all over the place and not just, you know, local to me. So it's kind of nice, but I do miss that 3D interaction. I do miss actually talking to people in person. At the moment, most of my clients are 2D. So (laughs) I'm staring at a screen all day. So
0: it's very different very different. It's so different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a massage therapist and I also do coaching so I can relate it. I I'm in kind of a similar situation of doing both right now, which I love actually, like I love coming to work sometimes and seeing people in real life. It feels really good, but you're right. It is limiting. And that is something that's so beautiful about coaching is it just opens up the entire world to you because anywhere you are, with An internet connection, you can yeah. do work and fulfill your calling. It's really, yeah, especially now because you don't even need a laptop, really. You could just use
1: yeah. your,
0: you your phone, and you just use your phone with you everywhere, anyway. So, exactly, yeah. it's, that's so cool. Did you always know that you were intuitive, like from childhood, or, or was there something that happened that um, had you develop that over time, or what was that like for you?
1: Uh, so for me, um, personally, I I was really struggling when I first moved. I moved from Blacktown down into a more remote area. And I was struggling big time because I left a lot of family and and stuff like that. They're only an hour away, so I can go and visit them anytime I want. But it's very like it's a lot more isolating out here. Mm -hmm. And it was really good that I had my salon out here because I got to meet a lot of people. Um, but I didn't realise I was being psychically attacked by somebody. And I started having all these nightmares, appliances started like just breaking down and all this stuff. And so because of the nightmares, I went to the doctor said, you know, you Google your symptoms. If you don't Google your symptoms, then there's something wrong with you these days, I think. It's um, so scary. Never Google yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. You shouldn't, but you do. It
0: like might, I might have a d- cold or it might be cancer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was what came up was sleep behavioral disorder. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor. I was like, I've got sleep behavioral disorder, just letting you know. <laughs> and he's like, Well, you probably don't because it's very, very, very rare. But we're going to send you to a psychologist and see what. Well, what the psychologist says, and I went and seen her and she's very psychic, this psychologist, which is very rare to have a psychic psychologist. And she's like, no, you're an empath and you're picking up on people's, someone's psychically attacking you. And I went, oh my God, now what do I do? And she's like, well, empaths make really good psychics. So there's something that you could do. And I was like, oh, that might help me meet people outside of the salon. Mm -hmm. So I went and did a psychic development course and, uh, yeah, it wasn't long after I started, I think I did about two terms worth of stuff and the teacher's like, you already outread me, I can't teach you anything more. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) right. Um, But, yeah, my mum says that I've always been psychic, like, I don't know. I don't remember, but there's a lot of dreams and things that I had of, like, not long after my dad passed away, I had a dream of his password for his computer, and it was right. Wow. I was like, I don't even remember any of that kind of stuff. I think I blocked a lot of it out, to be honest.
0: Wow.
1: So, yeah, I guess I've always been psychic, but it's just, like, really enhanced in the last few years.
0: Did you ever figure out who was psychically attacking you, or does that is that irrelevant? Is that... Like if you are being psychically attacked, how do you figure that out and then what would you do about it? Uh, So I get psychically attacked every now and again,
1: especially because I am really powerful and so I pick up on it very, very easily. Um, And so at first, psychically, being psychically attacked scared the shit out of me because I was like, somebody hates me. And it might not be that, like it might not be that at all, it might be just somebody scrolling past your face on social media going, oh this girl. And that can start an attack and then once the momentum of that builds up and it's not their fault, they're not doing it consciously they're just they're in a a, a vibration or in a mindset of everyone's competition. Yeah. And so they're looking at me as competition and and sometimes that's enough to, you know, start the attack, but, and, and before I was like, oh, somebody must hate me. You know, what am I doing wrong? Am I triggering people? And then you get to the point where you realize triggering people is actually a good thing because it makes them realize where they're at and um, now when i feel a psychic attack i actually transform that energy rather than trying to get rid of it and do whatever i can to like move it away from me and and yeah. i've got to get rid of it i just transmute it and transform it into more power for me because i'm like obviously i've triggered this person yeah. in a good way i hope and i send them a lot of love back and yeah. just by doing that, you're like, okay, well, I'm transmuting their fear or their judgment into love and sending it back to them. And that's the best thing you can do for that person. Not, yeah. you know, I used to do the whole, well, whatever came to me, I, you know, bounces back times three yeah. or whatever yeah. else. Like that. Yeah. But, you know, once you get into a higher thought pattern, you're like, well, obviously they need love. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to transform that to love and send it back
0: amazing and do you feel like if you have like the symptoms of a psychic attack do you feel like you need to know who it is or do you is there a way that you can just take whatever it is and send it to whoever it is
1: yeah so i i don't really okay so when it's a full-blown psychic attack can i know that this person is repeating this energy sending to me I do turn around and say, okay, well, who is it? Why am I triggering them? Because I just want to know if it's a past client or or anything like that. And then I just turn around and say, well, I hope you find what you're looking for, but I'm not it. I'm not the person. I'm not the villain in your story. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, if it's just like a little quick, oh, this girl or whatever, I'm like, yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. I just hope that they find what they're looking for and and that's that. But my biggest symptom, I don't feel it straight away anymore because I um, I choose not to. Like yeah. I choose to, like any negative energy that comes to me, I choose not to give it any attention. And yeah. so it's not until I've been like feeling like um, a bit crappy for a day or so that I'm like, oh, this is a bit bigger psychic attack. If it's a little one, then like, I'll just feel a drop of energy and then it will bounce back. But yeah, it's not until a couple of days later, that I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, my mindset hasn't really been right the past few days. <laughs> Something's attached itself to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I want to stress that, like, um, and this is part of what I teach in my course, is that a psychic attack is actually you know, you being shown the fact that you're at a a further along frequency within that person. And it's actually a good thing because it shows that you're growing.
0: Yeah, totally. I think it makes sense. And I, it is also an opportunity to just alchemize the energy, like you said, and turn it into love, which is what could be more powerful than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So you talk a lot about intuitive business. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, so intuitive business and, and
1: running your business as an intuitive, it's really changing the, the way people are running businesses. It's not so structured every single thing. Because there's a lot more females that are becoming entrepreneurs now, and there's a lot more people that are tired of running their business, like full hustle mode. They, they want to embody and embrace what they know um, instead of like being so structured that, and, and so rigid because rigid, rigidity is that even a word? I'm not even sure. Yeah, it is. Is <laughs> a word? Okay, good. Um, if you're too rigid, then you don't have any place to flow through. And when you're like that, it feels restrictive. It really does. Like when I'm too rigid in what I do and too structured in what I do, I, I feel contained, I feel limited. Whereas when I'm more intuitive and I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? Well, I feel like going live now. Um, so I'll go get a message in my head to go live. And then I tap in, is live the best thing for me to do? And then like, if the answer is yes, great. Or if the answer is maybe 10 minutes, great. Like I really listen to the messages that come through my body. And I find that when I do that, there's a person on social media at that minute that needs that message. And so I'm there for them, you know, I'm not there because, oh, it's six o'clock and, you know, whatever, I just like to kind of float through business and it has its pros and its cons, I guess, but I do have some structure as well. It's not like there's no structure at all. It's like, I have my process at like onboarding a client. There's a process and, um you know, when I do a workshop, there's a process and, and things like that. Um, and I have a whole stack of social media posts that are sitting there, just in case, like, I'm having a moment where I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to post, but I feel like I want to do something. So I'll just go to that library and, and pick something out and put that out there. So it's not like I'm completely against structure. But you can flow in a structure that's the paradigm of you know, the paradox or of, of of an intuitive business is that you've got both of them kind of going and feeding each other and and um
0: yeah, yeah. That. that's so, yeah. that's I think the most powerful combination, and it's like uh bringing the masculine and the feminine together and then creating a business out of that and I can so you we were talking before you're a line i I'm a line two in human design. And like line twos, we need time alone and we need time to be able to unplug. And I started doing a 365 day reels challenge mid-February and I haven't missed a day, but there have been times where the reel was something that I had already, like I batched a bunch of reels and then I'm, you know, or like I would make like a quote post with a little video behind it because I do need to be able to pull back within that structure. And it's a pretty strict structure. Like every single day I'm posting a reel, but I don't necessarily have to show up on camera every single day, which is Mm -hmm. why I think I've been able to be successful with it. Yeah, yeah, it is very powerful, very powerful.
1: And the other thing is like when when you are intuitive like this and you're doing a marketing plan or, or you really you know, setting out your social media and your emails and things like that, you're not tapping into anyone in specific. So you don't need permission, but you're tapping into the collective, what do the collective need to hear at this moment? And that's when you really start to nail your marketing is because it's, it's, you know, what do the collective need to hear? What does people need, some people or certain people, my ideal client, what do they need to hear from me in order to kickstart a relationship. So you're not just, you know, what do I need to say? Or what do I want to say? It's, it's, it takes you away from it. Mm -hmm. And it's all about your clients and they really resonate with it.
0: Absolutely. And I think it opens you up to your channel, which is for me, at least when it's coming through me, it's not just for the collective, but it's for me too. And it's so powerful versus when I'm trying to come up with something or trying to get it to come from me, like from my mind. And it just doesn't land the same way. Even if I, even if I think what I posted was like really good, it's just not, it just doesn't have quite the same frequency.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is like, we're all a mirror for each other right so you know whatever you i need to hear in that moment there's other people that need to hear it at that time too and if there's somebody that needs to hear it at a different time you'll find that they will find it either way and that's why like sometimes on social media you you posted something two weeks ago and then all of a sudden someone likes it or comments on it you're like oh God, that was done so long ago but that person needed to hear that message at that moment and that's why it came through for them then and yeah
0: absolutely i love Hmm. it so powerful um you had a post that you were talking about grounding ourselves as entrepreneurs why is that so important and how can we do that okay great question
1: so If we're not grounded as entrepreneurs, we get this excited energy about us and and we start living from our higher chakras, right? So we're, you know, channeling all this stuff constantly and we're there for other people constantly and we're, we're, you know, tapping in all the time to the collective energy and what our clients need from us and all that kind of stuff. And if you only do business from the higher chakras and and I'm talking from the heart up because most entrepreneurs, like they really tap into their heart chakra because we love what we do, we love our clients. You know, it is, you know, it is partly about the money, but it's also partly because we're here for more than just going to work, right? And so we're living from the heart chakra up and that's why a lot of people, sometimes when you look at their messages, it's like, it doesn't make sense because they haven't grounded it down into their body as yet. And so you can really tell the difference between the intuitive entrepreneurs that are living from their heart chakra up because their content is all just airy-fairy. Like I'm not knocking it. If it works for them, it works for them, which is great. But um, you know, you you find that they're all airy fairy and they're all about the ether and they're all about love and they're all about this all this stuff right, but when you ground yourself you start using the, the lower chakras and the lower chakras have got like. Um, you know yeah you are grounding. Um, but it's got like safety in it like your base chakras a lot about safety and then you've got your you know self-esteem from the lower chakras and you've got like certainty in the lower chakras and so when you ground yourself you start to work from the lower chakras as well and this is where you really start to build safety in your content as well like people feel safe reaching out to you because you've created that safe environment just from a couple of posts that that you have and it's also good for us because we need to lead from our bodies not so much from our heads all the time and if we're not grounded enough we're like i said we're just living in our heads and we're overthinking we're overanalyzing, and we're second guessing and we're doing all these things whereas when you really ground yourself it it just it hits differently it feels different because you're coming from your body you're coming from um you know the confidence and the safety not so much the oh i've got to get all this stuff done and and it's all overwhelming and and i can't think properly and it's like cloudy so yeah grounding yourself is is super important especially as an intuitive yeah
0: it's it's so huge i this was a huge realization that i had when i was like doing a lot of healing around relationships back in 2019 And I realized that like, I had spent most of my life living from the heart chakra up. And I have seen over and over again, first of all, in my own life, just dropping my energy into the lower three chakras changed everything. But there are so many like heart centered, beautiful, intuitive, channeling, visionary, especially women that have all of this going on, but no connection to their lower chakras. And they don't have the physical manifestations of the money that they want or the safety or the relationship or the business success, because it's like, it's all right here in the ethers, but you have to drop it into your physical reality. Mm -hmm. So it's huge. Like, it's like such a big piece. And we'll talk about this later because you made a post that I absolutely loved about just like getting out of the self-improvement hamster wheel and realizing that you already are enough but i think this is a huge piece of it is like i'm i'm, I'm here and i'm enough and i have all of this and i just need to drop it into reality mm,
1: yeah and you can tell sometimes too like just a you know little tip when you're talking you can feel where you're talking from yes. so i learned this from a mentor a while ago and when I'm living in my higher chakras, I really talk from my throat and my voice comes from my throat. But when I'm really grounded and I'm comfortable and confident in what I'm saying, my voice comes from my um, sacral and you can really feel it like vibrating through my body as I talk. And I can feel it like I can hear it in you too, like you're talking from your lower chakras. I, I can't. I can't intentionally go back up to my throat chakra because I'm now like so grounded in what I say that it just comes from there.
0: That's amazing. I've never heard anybody explain it like that, but that is such a helpful tip.
1: Yeah. So when you can feel yourself speaking only from your throat, that's a really good indication, right? I need some grounding. I'm just going to go and spend half an hour going out in nature or grounding on the, the um, grass, there's actually, um, I've seen on social media, um, a grounding mat that you actually have inside your house and it's got like all magnets or something in it. And you just go barefoot on this grounding mat inside your house, which is really helpful for those people that are like, you know, living with the snow around them and they can't get to grass because, you know, otherwise they have to dig. (laughs) couple of inches into the snow and who wants to do that so
0: yeah I thought that's that is helpful I live in an apartment and it's like a loft so it's upstairs and it, so that might even be helpful for people like me who I ha- mm. I can't get to the grass because we have nice weather here in Arizona most of the year but in your day-to-day life how often do you just go out and stand in the grass you know probably we should do it a lot more
1: <laughs> yeah hundred percent we should do it if not multiple times a day. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, I love that answer. Um, Can you tell us about your intermittent gratitude practice?
1: Uh, yeah. So it's a really good way of, again, getting out of your head. Because um, a lot of us entrepreneurs, we live so much in our heads where like, we're constant. Should I post? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And when you like, ground yourself again, you know what you need to do and you you know how to do it. But when things aren't working out for you and you're starting to feel like, oh, I'm really hustling at the moment or I'm trying or I'm forcing or like this this energy you're about to post and you want it to come from really good energy, um, it's really good to just like stop what you're doing. I like to just kind of Close my eyes and take a breath and open my eyes and just where just look around the room and wherever your eyes fall, be grateful for that in some way. It doesn't have to be a huge, like, you know, a lot of people think this gratitude practice, like they read into, you yeah, know, so many people read into everything. And You know, it doesn't have to be I'm grateful for my kids and I'm grateful for my partner and I'm grateful for my house and I'm grateful for my clients. Like it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful like that. It can literally be I'm grateful for the pen because like I can be creative with a pen. I'm grateful for salt because it just adds a little bit of extra into my food. Like I'm grateful for my lighter because it lights my candles, you know, like, It can be anything. It doesn't have to be a huge, deep, meaningful gratitude thing. And it just sometimes when it is light like that, it creates that light, fluffy energy within you so that when you're writing that post or when you're doing that reel or or that TikTok or whatever, you're coming from a lighter energy. And so, yeah, it it just gets you out of your head and back into your body and and into that gratitude state because you know, gratitude's one of the highest frequencies that you can have with joy and and love and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it just gets you into a different mindset instantly. And the intermittent part is because it's not timed. It's not, you know, it doesn't come up on your calendar to do that or anything like that. It's just multiple times throughout the day, you're just going, oh, gratitude, right. And you're stepping away from your business for five seconds just to to do a bit of gratitude.
0: That's amazing. That's such a helpful reframe because personally, every time I try to do a gratitude practice, I'm like, like you said, I'm thankful for my partner. I'm thankful for my clients. I'm thankful for my family. Thankful for my dog. It's like the same five things. And you kind of like, it feels... I mean, I'm so grateful for all of those things, but it can kind of start to feel a little bit repetitive. But I feel like the way that you're saying, it's like there there are endless things that we can be grateful for. And that you're right. It does bring just like such a light energy. I love that. I'm going to start doing yeah. that. Yeah, awesome.
1: Good. I really inspired you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Totally inspired me. <laughs> yeah, I had one coach a while ago and she was like, every day you've got to write 50 things to be grateful for. And I was like, Okay, the first three days was a challenge and a half. I was like, the beach. Um, no, I'm not just grateful for the beach because that's just one thing, right? I can be grateful for sand, seawater, shells. And I was like, <laughs> really broke down the the beach thing just so that I had more than one thing on the list and it just took up a bit of the time. But then you get to the point where, yeah, I'm grateful for salt. You just look around the room like, I'm grateful for my feet because they take me places, you know, like just, yeah, I'm grateful for crystals because, you know, who cares if it's a placebo effect, even though it's been proven it's not a placebo effect. <laughs> um, you know, like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, just be grateful for everything in your life. And when you're grateful for those little things as well as the big things, you'll find that, um, yeah, you're more in tune with your surroundings as well. And
0: yeah, yes. amazing. Yeah, 50 is a lot. I would find that challenging too. But it's cool because it like, like you said, then you start focusing on like the micro details of the beach instead of the beach. Mm, yeah. I, mean, I love that. Um, so you were, I love this post that you were writing about how like, you're like, I'm done reading self-help books. And you had a picture of a novel that you were reading Um, but because it implies that there's something that we need to fix about ourselves, I'd love to know how you came to this realization and also what have you been reading? (laughs) (laughs) So I like, because,
1: you know, like I told you earlier, I'm very multiple, multiple passionate, like I'm multi-passionate. I, I, you know, I've got so many books. I've got, you know, business books, self-help books, like money books like, you know, sole contract books, you name it, I've, I've got it. Like, it's probably easier to tell you the list of books that I don't have than the, book, the list of books that I do have. There's a lot. And I found that, you know, I picked up three different books in the same day just because I was like, oh, one minute I want to read about, you know, welcoming more intuitive practices into my life. And, you know, is there something I'm missing? Um, And then I was like okay well now i'm going to go to think and grow rich and now i'm going to go to this and this, and I was like. Every single one of those books actually they were quite similar, even though they're different genres They were very, very similar like practice gratitude and. And do this and do this and do this, and I was reading one and I was like you need to do, do, and I was like hold on a minute I don't need to do shit. All I need to do is be be the most of me that I can possibly be and you know I'm I'm tired of searching for the thing that's going to fix me because I'm I'm not fixable because I'm not broken and it really like uh, I I remember putting the book down thinking I don't I don't need to read this anymore I don't feel the need to read this anymore I might go back to it one day i don't know what the future holds like one day i might get bored and go oh there's that book i'll pick that up again but for the moment i'm like i'm just done with thinking that i need to be fixed in some certain way and a lot of these self-help books are self-help or self-development or whatever because we're constantly thinking that we we need to be better 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 No, in that day, you just need to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be and own every single moment of it. And whether that's like I'm in victim mode at the moment, you know, so many people are afraid of victim mode that they're pushing it away. And as a result, they're just putting more shit on top of it instead of actually dealing with it. And so, you know, this is where all this toxic positivity comes in. And this, you know, you need to fix yourself. Actually, you're not broken. Victim mode is not broken mode. Oh, that's a good thing. I should write, <laughs> I should be writing this shit down. Victim, victim mode is not broken. It's not broken mode. It means I need to go deeper in my healing. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. And, and why am I in this victim? What am I benefiting? in this moment from and how can I transform this instead of getting rid of it, how can I transform it into something that's more positive. You know, whether it's doing a post, you know, other people might be feeling victim mode at the moment too so i'm just going to let them know that it's okay to be in victim mode for a minute. And that can inspire so many people just to change just because you've owned the fact that you're a victim at that moment it's not something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is, I think that victim mode is, is a shameful thing. And then when you put in victim mode and then you add in shame on top of it, and then you are adding guilt on top of it, and then you add in the, I shouldn't be like this, I should be over there on top of that. It's like, no wonder there's so many people that think they're broken. They're not broken, they just need to admit that they're in victim mode in that moment. How can I... You know, transform that victim mode without judging the fact that you're in victim mode, without labeling it even. Like you can say, I'm feeling really down at the moment. You know, okay, maybe I need to rest. Maybe I just need to go and have a bath. Maybe I just need to get out of my head. Maybe I just, you know, and when you're in intuitive, you know the answer to that instantly. So, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. And and the self-help industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because so many people are conditioned to think that they're broken and that we're,
0: we're just, we're not broken. We're not broken. It reminds me of the book, The Alchemist, speaking of books, um, where he's like, he goes on this quest and he searches and searches and searches and searches. And at the end of the book, spoiler alert, he finds that <laughs> the thing he'd been looking for, he had all along. It was right there where he started. And I feel like that's like totally, we. I've been on this journey where like my bookshelf was, full. it was like Barnes and Noble section of self-help in my living room for years. And then my real growth happened though from finding my own truth, which is what I always had access to. And from actually living my life. And I think sometimes we can get on this self-development hamster wheel that keeps us from going out from having the relationship or starting the business or coming, just like going and living and letting life be our teacher.
1: Yeah, well, it's the same thing as like what you put your energy to, it grows. So if you keep thinking that you need to be fixed, you're going to keep thinking that you need to be fixed. You've got to break out of that cycle and like, Okay, well, maybe I just need to hum- be human for a minute and not try and be, you know, this ascended master of everything. It's like, yeah, just, you know, I'm, I'm all for knowledge, you know, like if you're an intuitive and, and you want to go deeper, try expanding that practice, you know, learning how to you know, incorporate things into your life, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a, a self help doesn't have to be, you know, searching for something that's broke to fix something that's broken. It can be just, you know, how can I enhance what I already am. And you can do that by just tapping into your intuition, talking to your spirit team, talking to your higher self, you know, talking to your inner child, like, yeah, there's lots of ways to do it rather than Reading a book.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And so now, what are you reading instead?
1: Um, yeah, well, I'm getting more deeper into human design, so that's that's kind of nice. It's not fixing myself; it's more about um, living more truthfully to who I'm designed to be. Um, so I'm uh, I'm not reading a book on that though. Like I'm just reading a lot online about it. Um, but yeah, I've just been reading stories. Like I just wanna read a romantic story about, you know, how a man and a woman fell in love when they were little and then they reconnect as older adults or, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a serious, like, yeah, there's and there's enough in your life to be serious about. So yeah, I just wanna read something that's a bit fun. So I am reading um, a Colleen Hoover book at the moment, but yeah, it's um, it's not like I'm constantly reading either. <laughs> to be honest, I'm mostly <laughs> only reading the <a> bar.
0: <laughs> I started getting into fiction um, for like literally the same reason that you just said. Is like I was like I've been missing out on this entire world of just reading for fun, and I love it, and. I always have a novel now that I'm reading and I don't like you, like, I'm not always reading, but if I like, if my, if Corey's watching fishing YouTube or like, <laughs> or sports or something that I'm not that into, I just have my, my novel and it's so nice. It feels so good to just end the day that way. And yeah, it's tuning now. It's just,
1: yeah. I'm not going to think about business. I'm not going to think about improving myself. I'm not going to think about anything other than just these two people that are madly in love with each other, or even though it's really not realistic at all, because men in the books do not act like that in real life. <laughs> no, they don't. But it's fun. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Um, so you do talk a lot about intuition and you're an intuitive, but for somebody that's like, just wanting to strengthen their own intuition what would you suggest okay so it there's there's a few different types of intuition
1: that that I really talk about so the intuition that I'm really talking about at the moment is just intuition in day-to-day life mm-hmm. So you've got that and then you've got your intuition that you do like psychic readings from and you're doing automatic writing and journaling and, and things like that from. But at the moment I'm really talking about like just in intuition in business, so making decisions. Um, but you know you don't have to be in business, like people that aren't in business make decisions also. Um, but yeah, it is it is just about like living from your body as much as you possibly can. Like the other day, I got this real strong message, this strong urge to go to the beach and work at a cafe in the beach. And when I was getting all my stuff ready, I was looking for my laptop bag and I couldn't find my laptop bag anywhere. I was like, I could have tapped in and gone, okay, where is my laptop bag? But I was like, oh, I just wanna to get to the beach. I don't, like I can do without it, it will be fine. And then I went to get in the car and I was like, oh, maybe I might need another jacket. And when I used to have those things come into my head, I'd be like, oh, nah, she'll be right. Now I'm like, if my intuition's telling me that I need another jacket, just go and get another jacket. And when I went to get the other jacket, when I was walking out of my bedroom, I went, my eyes just went straight to the laptop bag and I was like, oh, that's why I needed another jacket, right, okay, so it wasn't about the jacket, it was about the bag, and so, you know, it's just those little surprises that you get from like just listening all the time you're like oh I've been looking for that for ages and I couldn't find it because you were in your head searching and so you couldn't really tap into the energy of that item whereas when you live a more intuitive life it's like everything just works out for you and you don't have to think about it which is a really nice way of living. It's like, I don't have to be constantly thinking about something because I've been there. That's where a lot of overthinking comes from. And that's where a lot of uncertainty comes from because you're thinking, oh, yep, this is a really good, but what if it's not a good idea, but maybe I should do it in a different way or, and, and it's like exhausting, living out of your head is exhausting. Whereas yeah, living in a more intuitive life, it's just, you don't have to think about everything, which means you're not worrying so much, which means things are just happening for you in a natural flow way. And it's really easy. (laughs) It makes living so much easier for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, if when you start to live a more intuitive life in your everyday life, you're you're going to be able to be more intuitive for your clients as well and really show up for your clients in a way that um, a lot of a lot of people don't at the moment because they're just okay well this is the structure of my program and this is what i'm going to talk about but if your client needs something different you know you can't be afraid to pivot and maybe do half of the what you had structured and then the other half of Okay, well, you clearly need to go a bit deeper into this so let's do that, because even though some people are coming to you for business, they might need. You know, help with their mindset or with their listening to their body and that's going to enhance their business anyway, so you know like that's that's the next step is to be more intuitive with your clients and with your marketing and things like that. So that's where it could lead into. But you've really got to start trusting yourself with the little things. So, you know, I trusted myself to go and get that jacket and it paid
0: off, Yeah,
1: you know, and I trust myself in everything that I do in my intuition, whether it's business or not. And the more that you trust yourself in that way, the more you're going to trust yourself making the big decisions. And the quicker you're going to be able to make those decisions because you're not going back and forth and because, as you know, not making a decision is actually a decision right and so you're able to go Okay, well, what do I need which path is going to benefit me the most, and then you make that decision and then you commit to it, because you know that it's not just coming from you and your thoughts it's coming from your higher self which knows everything about you past present and future so you're really utilizing her she's there to be used you know there's not many people or entities out there that are like use me you know use me because i want you to use me because i'm sick of Like our higher self is, is tired of us going around and around in circles. She wants to help, but she needs, she needs you to ask her Mm -hmm. and using your intuition is asking her without actually saying the words like, please show me the way you're constantly open to show me the way, show me the way, show me the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, do you, do you feel like, okay. Do you have a way at the beginning to kind of differentiate between fear and the true like inner knowing of your intuition? Because sometimes it feels a little foggy.
1: Yeah. So I have this thing that I do and it is is about um, connection with body So if you're, if something comes in and you're like, I don't know if that's fear or ego or intuition or love or higher self, I don't know where that's coming from. You can just pop your hand on your heart and hand on your sacral and you say a truth. So it might be, you know, okay. So for instance, like, okay, I'm gonna have a, you guys, you don't have Milo. Um, okay, so I'm going to have tea with breakfast, right? And if that feels good to you, then that's what you do. And then you go, okay, I'm going to have orange juice with breakfast. And if that doesn't feel good to you, then don't do it. So if a message comes through and you're like, oh, I don't know if that's fear based, say it as if it's true. And you'll feel in your body, you might feel a little bit uneasy. You might feel like some people get to the point where they're like, they feel like they want to (laughs) vomit or like, it just doesn't feel good. So one is a lie and one is the truth. And you just keep saying things as if they've happened as truth and see how your body feels. So sometimes I might go, okay, all right, I've got this message in my head to go to the beach. Is it because the drive is procrastinating, or is it because I actually just want to go to the beach? There's something there for me, so I'll tap in like, okay, I'm going. I, I went to the beach today to work. If that feels good. Then do it. If you go, I, I went to the beach to work today, and it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't. It's like, okay, well, that's coming from procrastination because. I'm not just gonna go to the beach and work. Like I've got a 40 minute drive to get to the beach. And then of course I'm gonna go for a walk along the beach. Like you don't go to the beach just to work, hello. I'm gonna like absorb the energy of the beach. I'm gonna like be around other people. You know, is that gonna benefit me or is that just a distraction of some kind? So you can even do it when you're scrolling, like, you know, I'm scrolling, you know, I'm gonna spend five minutes resting or five minutes scrolling, does that feel good? If it feels good to you, then do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Like even if it's like having a bath, which is completely non-business related or if it's hanging the washing on the line, is is the hanging the washing on the line a distraction or, you know, do I actually need to do that? And so that's like a really good way of determining if it's fear-based, Yeah, it's probably procrastination and it won't feel good in your belly um, or somewhere in your body. But if it's, you know, I need to rest because I'm on the verge of burnout and if I don't rest now, I'm going to really lose the plot. <laughs> so I'm going to like, you know, is resting the best thing for me to do? So you say as if it's happened, like I've been resting all day or I've been resting for an hour. That's a really good way
0: of doing it. That's so helpful. That's such a good practical tip. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you had I've never heard about the law of reversed effort, but you had a post about that and I was reading it and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to hear more about this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this like it all ties into what, what we've been talking about, right? So the law of reversed effort is the more effort you put into something, the less likely it is to happen. So this is where that whole trying mindset comes out. Like if it's like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out. It's like, okay, you're putting a lot of emphasis in the trying part. And so you're just gonna be constantly trying, 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 trying. trying. Whereas if you change that to I'm working it out or it's working for me, then there's less effort in that. And so you're transforming that law of reverse effort straight away. It's like, um, you know, the, the, any, anything that you put a lot of effort into the fact that there's a problem and it's not working out. So I've got to work harder and it's just not working out. So I've got to work harder. And the, if the first thing that you think of, doing when a situation isn't quite working out the way you want it to is just to try harder or to force more or to be more and you're constantly putting the effort into the fact that it's not working out for you so i've got to do more do more do more do more it's like well now you're just taking away from the flow of your life completely and you're not you know you're not flowing and so the energy in there is going to be all about trying and your clients will feel that your clients will feel like the more you try, the more desperate you become, and the more desperate you become, the more your clients are going to feel the desperation behind it, and they're going to be going like, "No, I don't want to work with that desperation." and so the answer is, well, I've got to work harder, clearly it's not working, so I'll just work harder and it's like um." I don't know if you've seen the meme or whatever and they're holding on to this rope so tight that their hand is hurting but they can't let go of it so their their option is to hold on tighter or pull tighter on this rope and it hurts them and cuts them cuts into them even more and instead of letting the rope go and going okay well I'm just going to see where this goes and hopefully it works out for the best there's such a big shifting energy and your clients will feel that. And they'll be like, oh, this, this is the energy that I want to work with. Not that real tight, structured, rigid energy. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty that's- cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when my coach told me about that, I was like, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so yep,
0: that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> Cool. Well, it reminds me of, so I've also been really diving into human design and I'm a two four. And the four is supposed to be just this natural network, but if a four tries to go out and network, it doesn't work. Like mm. it's supposed to be that's this is just a tiny example of what you're saying, and this pro- applies to so many things. But like if you're a line four, It's just happening around you. People are just, the right people are just coming in, but it's happening through your effortlessness. And as soon as you start to try, it has the opposite effect. And you just like, you can kind of push people away. So that's, Mm. I love that. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, so for you, instead of networking to expand a business or networking for a specific reason, you might be doing that but the conversation that you have with that person might be just about mindset. It's got really nothing to do with the actual business structure or, or or anything like that. You, you're literally just improving your your relationship with that person and saying, "Oh, say hey, like, what's your favorite thing to do?" Instead of, "Hey, what are you struggling in business the most?" You know, or "Hey, like." You know, I want to collaborate with you, you might go oh so I really like your content and I really resonate with it, so you know, we could do something together like it's just really reframing that and not only having conversations. about that specific thing that you're wanting from that person or that you're yeah that you're reaching out to that person for it's just a conversation about how you going and then it morphs into business naturally.
0: Yeah, like relationships for the sake of relationships with no outcome in mind, which is the purest form anyway. And and people can feel if you're coming into something with like an outcome in mind or like a goal. It's so different to just meet someone and get to know them. And you can feel even on the internet when people are like, the second you become friends, they're in your inbox saying like join my free group or like i have a mm. it's like no like maybe this friend i don't know the the possibilities are endless when you meet a person but when you meet a person with a goal in mind it just feels icky
1: mm, yeah 100 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got the same message from three different people the other day i was like um this is just a copy and
0: paste yep no worries yes. And then they're yeah. like two weeks later, they're like following up. And you're like, I wasn't interested the first time.
1: Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't answer for a reason, mate. It's not because I forgot. It's because I just didn't answer for a reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Um so you ask this question, are your boundaries so tight that you're shutting out the good as well as the perceived negative? I would love to hear your thoughts on how we can have healthy boundaries. That don't shut out the good with the bad.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. Cause this came to me, this was really insightful. I was um I was down at the river not far from my house, and I was doing all this content, and this came came to me, and I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. So a lot of people like their boundaries, energetic boundaries are so strict because they're being told like you have to have strict boundaries. And, you know, it came really intense because there was one day where I was um, cooking dinner and I had the music blaring and everything was like, I dance as I cook and the kids love it and they were dancing with me and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, I just felt so angry. like. So angry and I stopped cooking I turned the turned everything off the music everything and I went and sat in my bedroom and I was like i'm so angry all of a sudden, why am I so angry for I don't understand where this has come from like. This is intense and I didn't want to put that anger into my cooking, so I just turned everything off i'm very aware of that kind of stuff because. My kids, my family are eating this food, if I cook in anger, then they're going to be eating that energy,
0: right? I believe that too.
1: Yeah. And then next thing I know, my mum calls me and she's like, you wouldn't believe what just happened to me. And I was like, oh, I'm self your energy. Right. Okay. So I need to put better boundaries up. So I put boundaries up so tight that You know, I I wasn't allowing anything in, Mm -hmm. nothing. And so, you know, like even my husband would come to give me a hug and I wasn't receiving his love in that moment. And my kids were just irritating the hell out of me because I was like, you're stepping into my energy right now with your problem. And, I, you know, normally I wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, I eased my boundaries a little bit then without even realising that's what I was doing, that was just intuitive. And then the other day I was doing all these um, videos and this came through so strongly. And I was like, okay, well, all the other videos, will just have to wait because this message needs to get out more. Is that there's so many, you know, broke healers and, and things like that out there because they've got such tight boundaries that they're not allowing anything to come into them even clients and when they do get clients they're getting the client messages that are like oh so you'll do this for free right and they're like no and they end up doing it anyway because it's a client and you know they need to get rid of this energy somehow or you know whatever people pleasing or whatever it is sometimes they just they just do the job because you know they they feel like Oh, this is interesting. I'm channeling as we're talking. So they feel like if they don't do it, then they're saying no to opportunities. So this is where this like this is coming from, right? So when you just slacken that boundary a little bit, you'll find that some people will start to come in. But if you change the structure of your boundary, This is what was coming through is that you've got to change the actual structure of your boundaries so instead of protecting yourself against everything. you're going to protect yourself against maybe people that override your energy. or people that are attacking psychically attacking you in some way or energetically attacking you in some way i'm going to put the boundary up to prevent you know this particular type of person from absorbing my energy, you know. But if you put the boundary up of like a pink light or or something with love infused in it, then you're like okay well i'm going to let the energy of joy and happiness and love and money and abundance come through and everything else is blocked out. But the other thing that came through from that as well, was that. Any energy that you receive, like I said earlier, any energy that you receive, whether it's perceived negative or perceived positive, you can turn that into what you need to. You can alchemize it and say, okay, well, I've received this energy. It's not really ideal. I'm gonna transform it into something that is ideal and send it back. Amazing. Or I'm gonna just transfer it into something that is beneficial for my highest good, for my growth. And I'm just gonna keep that for myself. You don't have to keep the negative energy. You can just let it, okay, well, you know, this is a lesson of some kind. I'm just going to transform that and, and do with it whatever my intuition tells me to.
0: That's amazing. There are so many broke healers and healers are the one. I mean, we it, us, empathic, in, intuitive people are taught To have very strong boundaries and it's like the visualizations of like zipping yourself up in a suit or like this field of light around you but you're so right you're not you have to let in the good and you're almost going into to life like so defensively like stay away from me yeah yeah
1: it is defensive energy and then you find that the people that reach out to you are of a lower vibration. It's not a bad thing. It's just that they haven't worked on themselves as much as you have. And so their frequency is lower. And they're the people that are going to be like copy and pasting, like, hey, I have this group, or you know, like to to admit, like I've done that before because I was at a low frequency in that moment, and my mentor said to me this is what you do to reach more people and get more business. So I did it.
0: I've I have something like that I regret too, like getting off a sales call and then following up with the person instead of waiting for them to like come, you know, at the beginning of business, you are taught the craziest things for, for marketing. And you follow mm. along because you're supposed to, but it's like, there's a whole other way.
1: Yeah. Well, you're paying for the information. So you, you kind of feel like, oh, well, if I don't use the information, then i paid for nothing. Yep, exactly. So you follow through with it and then you're like, oh, well, they're the experts. You know, they know I bought from them. So, you know, if I follow that, then people will buy from me. But yeah, it's just, you know, you got to feel, do what feels good for your soul.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been an hour. I don't want to keep, I could keep you all day. I'm having so much fun that <laughs> <laughs> but um I would love for you to just tell us how can we find you and work with you. Yeah, cool. So I
1: am on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Um I am on LinkedIn too, but I don't really I don't really go onto that much. Um that feels too structured for me. That feels too yeah, it just doesn't feel right for me. Um so I've got all those three. So just reach out to me um whether you want to book a reading. So I do um, psychic readings, um, especially for business owners. So we come up like I've come up with plans, full business plans for people that have got the opportunity to make thousands and thousands of dollars if if done right. Um, but yeah, I can like really tap into what are the beliefs that are holding you back, or what are the beliefs that are getting in the way of accomplishing. So I can really do that as well. So that's really powerful stuff. So um, on Facebook, I do have the link to book through that. Um, And then through TikTok and Instagram, just send me a message. Um, But I do have a program that's coming out very soon that is about teaching people how to live a more intuitive life and trust their intuition because a lot of people that I've spoken to that I've done the readings for they're like how do you trust your intuition I'm like well that's a whole that's a whole program that I can do there so whether you want to do it one-on-one or if you want to do it in a group setting that's that's really up to you um but yeah it is about trusting yourself and you know, trust is a really important thing, especially when it comes to intuition and especially in business, you've got to be able to trust that you're making the right decisions in your business. So it all comes from, you know, the little trust. You've got to trust yourself for the little things and then you can start to build up to trusting yourself for the big things as well. So it's all about that and, and the relationship, intuitive relationship with your body and making decisions and,
0: um, boundaries and all that kind of stuff. So yeah,
1: Amazing.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for this. I had the best time talking to you.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thank you. <laughs> I hope Thank you have you. a good rest of your day.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank you so much.